0: Well, a study was conducted to look at what determines happiness for people. I mean, think about that word happiness... We all seek happiness. We all look for happiness. It's probably one of the things that we determine and base whether or not our life is successful or fulfilled. And so the study looked at what determines happiness for people. And it looked across generations. It looked at the millennials, everybody in the room, my age. It looked at our parents. It looked at the boomers. It looked across socioeconomic status. It looked at single people. It looked at families. And what it found was the main factor that determines happiness for people are the relationships that they have. The relationships that they have. See, happiness is not determined and is not based on your wealth. It's not based on your socioeconomic status, whether you're lower class or you're middle class. What your job is, it is based on on the relationships and the people around you, relationships that are life-giving, where you can enjoy life and you can be with people and you can laugh and you can enjoy their company. You see, what this study discovered is that who we do life with determines happiness. It found out that we need people and we need to be needed by others. This study also went on to talk about how there's power in small talk. There's power in small talk. And what that meant was that there's power in the daily interactions that we have with people. Where you check on them, you catch up with their life, what's going on with them, how are their kids, what's new. The daily chit-chat that there's power in those interactions. And so what this study determined and what we know as a church is that we were built for relationships and community. You were built for connection. From the beginning of time, God said, it's not good for us to be alone. It's not good for us to be alone. But somehow over time, somewhere along the way, we've bought into the lie and the the thought that being alone is good enough. That to be alone is good enough. And the past several years, we as a society have slowly dealt with more depression and anxiety than ever before psychologists say that in the last couple of years past COVID, that they have dealt with and have diagnosed people with more anxiety disorders and depression than they have in the past several decades. Because post-COVID, we kind of went into this dip. You know, because we were socially distanced. We were working from home. We were doing church from home. We were staying from home. And in that socially distanced time, we didn't even realize that we began to become isolated. We became isolated isolated and since then we haven't fully opened ourselves back up we haven't fully opened ourselves back up again we stay home we binge Netflix we order our groceries from home and everything has been diminished in our life to transactional relationships all we have are transactional relationships we went from friends to followers on social media We don't have those life-giving relationships anymore, and we're isolated, and we wonder why we feel unfulfilled why we're anxious, why we're depressed. But see, this was never God's design. This was never God's design for you. For many of us growing up, we were given some unfriendly, friendly advice. Maybe it was your parents, maybe it was your teachers, but we grew up with these sayings that we were told, and we internalized them, and now they are a part of who we are. We were told, don't talk to strangers. Mind your own business. Keep your distance. Do not touch. And we've internalized that and it's kind of become who we are. So today I want to invite you to think a little different. Talk to strangers. Talk to strangers. Show interest in somebody else's business. Get a little closer. And connect with others. See, we believe that better is possible for you. We've been talking about that for the past several weeks. That better is possible. This year, better is possible for your family. Better is possible for your marriage. Better is possible for your mental health. Because it can be accomplished because we're better in community. You see, that's what I want to share with you today. Is that we are better in community. Because we're better together. And so I invite you to go ahead and open up your Westover app, open up your Bible. We're going to be looking at a passage that we've been looking at the past several weeks in Ephesians chapter 3. And as you're getting it open, let me set the context of what's happening here in these few verses. See, the book of Ephesians was written as a letter from the Apostle Paul to the church in Ephesus. And the verses that we're going to look at, starting in verse 17, what Paul is writing, he's actually writing a prayer to the people and to the church. He's praying a prayer over them. He's praying a prayer and desiring something for their life. And as we read these verses, I invite you. To begin to say a prayer in your own heart and say, God, what are you saying? Because just as Paul was writing and praying for that church back then, he's also writing and praying for this church and us right now. And so I invite you to just come along with me on this. And this is what Paul says in verse 17. You see, Paul's praying, and this is what he's talking to this church about. He says, I pray that you fully discover God's love. I pray that you fully step into all that God has for you, what he has purposed for your life, what he has called out for you specifically, everything that God has for you, the better that is possible for you. I pray that you receive it. I pray that you step into it. I pray that over you, church. But here's what he says. That's only possible with these two things, that you're rooted and you're established with the church. You have to be rooted and established in church community. And see, when we think of these two words, we don't probably realize that they were two different thoughts. It's easy to look at rooted and established and think, oh, it's the same thing. But no, Paul is saying two different things here. You see the word rooted in this verse, in the original language, it's only used two times in the entire New Testament, and both times it's used by the Apostle Paul. And it's the idea of being rooted is when something first takes root, when you plant a seed and it first germinates, when it first just sprouts roots out. It's those first steps, that first planting that takes place. And he says, I need you to be rooted. I need you to take a first step into community. But he says, I also need for you to be established. You have to be established, and that goes further. It's the next step that you take. It's where you buy in fully to community, where you're fully established, you're fully bought in, you're fully connected, you're fully immersed into all that God has for you. It's that first step and that next step that you take in community. He says you need both. And so he's admonishing us, take a first step and take a next step. And so today, for just a few moments, I want to share with you two thoughts on how we are better in community. The first is is to get plugged in. Get plugged in. You see, when Paul's writing this, and he writes out this word picture of being rooted in the church, he's talking to a, a community that understands the exact word picture that he's trying to create. You know, they they grew their food; they understood; they were familiar with planting; they were familiar with harvests and seasons. And so, when he uses this word picture, they got it; they understood what he meant. But if Paul was writing to us today in this time, he would probably say, "Get plugged in. Yeah. Get plugged in. Get." going get that first step started because you see we all have first steps in our life we all need first steps in any new challenge season phase of life we all have first steps you have to start somewhere it's the beginning of the journey and you know the first steps are so important because they're what gets you started It's that first step that you take. And sometimes when you take first steps, getting going is sometimes the hardest portion of it. Getting started is the hardest thing. They say in physics that it takes more energy to get something from a state of rest into a state of movement than to keep something moving. We understand that. We understand that it takes more work to get started than it is to keep going. Mom's in the room. You know, and do you remember when your kids first started walking and they were taking those first steps and they were trying to figure that out? It was so important and we would pay so close attention to those first few steps because it was in those first few steps that they were going to learn how to walk for the rest of their life. And parents, you know, first steps are so important. It's the beginning. Sometimes that's the hardest. When our kids start school at the very beginning of the year, we all know, teachers know in this room, parents know in this room it's hard. Those first few weeks are just, they're like pulling teeth to accomplish anything and get them in a rhythm, get them going. But once we get them going for a few weeks, right, they kind of figure it out. They get going. It's not as hard to get them up in the morning. Maybe it's not very hard for yours. It's kind of still hard for mine. They don't like it very much. Every Monday they're like, well, you have to go back again. And I'm like, yes. My son the other day was trying to explain to me how in eighth grade He knows everything he needs to know for life. There's no more reason for school. We had a debate on that. And he's still going to school, by the way. But first steps are so important. How many in the room that you're a morning person? Can I see all my morning people? Amen. Look at all these glorified people in the room. I'm a morning person. Unapologetically, I'm a morning person. Did you know that Jesus was a morning person? It says in the Bible, he would get up before the sun rose. So, all of you that just raised your hands, you're in the presence of the Lord and you're close to Jesus. So, morning people, we get up, we get going, we start moving. It's like no matter what time of day it is, whether I wake up early or I get to sleep in, the minute I wake up, the minute my alarm goes off, I'm awake. I'm good. I get up, I get productive, I can start a conversation. I'm happy. It's morning, we're good. My husband, on the other hand, doesn't have the spiritual gift in his life. And and we've been married for over 16 years, and this still boggles my mind almost every morning. For him, it's multiple alarms that have to go off, multiple snoozes, and I'm the last resort to everything where I finally say, okay, you have to get up now. So one of us in our house is closer to Jesus than the other. And so every morning this is a struggle. And so sometimes I ask him because I don't understand. I'm like, explain to me why this is so hard. Why is this so hard to get up? And he says, babe, you just don't understand how painful it is. It's just painful to get up. It's painful to open my eyes and sit up and get out of bed. You know, sometimes those first steps are hard. Sometimes those first steps where we step out and do something new, we step out into connection, when we step out and we get plugged in, we get out of our comfort zone, it can be a little nerve-wracking. But you know what? It's the first step that takes you to the next step. It's the first step that's going to get you on a pathway to grow and advance. We all have first steps. And Paul understood that to plant your heart and get connected and get it rooted in in a church was so critical to the health of every single person. And so you might be thinking, okay, well then, how do I get plugged in? How do I get plugged in? Well, you make connection a priority. Make connection a priority. When you come to church, it's, it's important that we all come together and we worship and we're here to receive from God. But part of the power of the church is the community of connecting with others while you're here. Many of us, I see you every single week when you come in. You sit in the same section. You almost sit in the same aisle and almost in the same seat every single week. That's okay. The people around you do the exact same thing. So get to know them. Make a connection. Talk to them. Make time for that. Take time. Take time. You see, Jesus realized that people aren't interruptions to the agenda. People are the agenda. People are the agenda. Jesus was never rushed when he was with people because he understood how important connection and being with people mattered. Each one of you matter. So take time. Spend a little time with people. Be nice. Niceness is not a personality trait. It's It's a choice. Being nice is a choice. And niceness infects others with happiness, which is what we all want. So be nice. Smile. Say good morning to somebody. Welcome them. Encourage them. Extend your hand. Extend a hug. And let's just open ourselves up to everyone. Because we all need to be rooted. We all have to get plugged in and take a first step. And at Westover, we're always going to invite you to take a first step, to take a growth step. No matter where you're at. We're always going to invite you to take a growth step. And so maybe for some of you, your first step is just to be known. Maybe you slip in and slip out every single time anonymously. And we've never met you. We don't know your name. We want to get to know you. That's why we have Guest Central. Because my husband, Pastor John, and I, after every service, want to meet you and know you. I know that Westover sometimes feels like a big church. But one thing I want you to hear from our heart is this. You are not a number and you are not a face in the crowd. You are a name. You are a story. You matter to God. And so you matter to us and you matter to people here. And we want you to be a part. So lean in. Don't be anonymous. Let somebody know your story. Or maybe for you, you've just stepped into relationship with the Lord in the past few months. And you're saying, I'm new to this whole thing and I don't know how to get plugged in. I don't know where to start. Well, we want to invite you. Be a part of Faith Essentials. Get baptized. Every single month we provide an opportunity with Faith Essentials. And really what this class is all about is to answer your questions about faith. And you know what? It's okay to have questions about faith. We all do. Everybody has questions about faith. And so we want to answer those and help you get on a path of growth. But on top of that, what's more important is that we want to provide an opportunity in that class to connect you with somebody who can pray with you, who can encourage you, and who can walk this journey with you. Or maybe you've been following Jesus for a while, but you would say, I'm really wanting to go deeper. And I want to start reading my Bible, but I don't know where to start. When I read, I don't understand it. I don't get anything out of it. Well, we have a class every single week called Knowing Jesus. And the point of this class is to help you discover God's word. Help you figure out how to read God's word so you can hear him speak. So that the Bible can come alive to you. We invite you, wherever you're at, take a step. Wherever you're at, take that first step. Get plugged in and advance here at Westover. The second way that we're better in community is when we enlarge your circle enlarge your circle. You see, first steps lead to next steps. First steps lead to next steps. You have to have a first step, but you also have to have a next step. If you just take one step, you only go so far. God wants us to step on a continual journey, and that's what Paul says, is yes, you have to be rooted, but you also have to be established. You have to be established where you enlarge your circle. You're fully immersed. You're fully connected. There are people that know you, that people that you connect with, people that are your people, that's your family, that's your friends. Everybody knows I have two kids. I have Aiden and Alexis. And we're in the middle of those early teenage years. They're in middle school right now. And this is a gift to all parents, middle school is. It really is. And so, there are things we're walking through in this season with middle schoolers. My son is next level in so many ways. I've never had a boy in my life until this point, and all the boy moms, you know what I'm talking about, middle school boys. And my daughter, my daughter, a year ago, this wasn't an issue. She could wake up, she could choose an outfit, and we could get out the door. Now, there's like an hour of deciding between which outfit we need. We change multiple times. You walk into the room. You can't see the floor because of all the options that weren't good enough for the day. But we're in the middle of this stage. Every other parent, you're going to be there or you've been there and just pray for us. But in the middle of this, this stage, what I know as a parent and what you know as a parent is it's so important the connections they make and so important, the friends that they make. And so I'm really careful who they connect with, what groups they're around, because I understand that the connections they make in this season of their life are going to direct the rest of their future, are going to shape the rest of their choices in their future. And there's many of us right here, that right now we could begin to think about somebody we know in our life, that at some point, made a wrong connection, got in the wrong crowd, got into a toxic relationship, and as a result, their life changed forever. And we can all trace it back to that moment that they made that connection. And so now they're dealing with pain, divorce, addiction. There's some sort of pain in their life and destruction that occurred because of the connections that they make. You see, your connections create your future. Your connections create your future. We understand that as parents for our kids. But it's also true for us. That your connections are going to create your future. And we cannot experience the fullness of God and everything he has for us if we aren't connected in community. There's so many of us that I truly believe we're praying to God and you're saying, God, I need this year to be different. God, I cannot end 22 I can't go into 23 the way I ended 22. I can't have a repeat. I need a breakthrough. I need God to move in my life. I need something to change. And here's what I want you to understand. If you can only get this today is this, that God is whispering to your heart and he's saying the thing you're praying for, the breakthrough you're asking for, the thing you want to shift in your life is not going to be a solution of just me. It's going to be a solution of we. If you could get this in your heart, that God is saying the breakthrough you need is not going to happen on your own. It's going to happen in community. There's power in connection. There's power when we come together as a church community and we're rooted and established in him. And the thing you're asking God to do, the better that is possible for you, is going to be found in connection. You see, it's important to believe, but it's also important to belong. It's important to believe, yes, but it's also important to belong. And we all need to belong somewhere. We all need to belong somewhere. Psychologists say, and there's this idea of thought called we all need a third place. That all of us need a third place. And what this idea means is that you have a first and a second place in your life. Your first place is typically your home, and it's your family. And then your second place is typically the place that you go to work. And what it says in this principle is that everybody needs a third place, a place that is not home, a place that is not work, where you go to be encouraged, where you can let aside the cares of the day, where you can just be around people and enjoy time and connection with people. And several years ago, decades ago, this the third place for most people used to be the bowling alley. They would go to the bowling alley and they would bowl together. And they would have leagues and they would connect. And it wasn't necessarily about the bowling. It was about being with other people and hanging out together. Starbucks several years ago made it their motto and their goal to make your place, your third place, Starbucks. That they wanted to be the third place in your life. And so they went after that, that if you are not at home and you aren't at work, we want you to be at Starbucks, and nowadays, for many people, we all have have the pseudo third place in social media. We think social media is our third place. It's the place you go to escape. It's the place that. But none, no amount of scrolling, no amount of TikToks, no amount of followers are going to fill that third place that you need. We all need connection, and we need a third place. And for a lot of us, we don't have that third place. Our kids don't play in the front yard anymore. They play in the backyard. When we drive into our house, we drive into the garage, we close the garage door, we go inside and we don't know our neighbors. We stay home, we binge Netflix, we Uber our food, we order our stuff on Amazon. And it's all under this guise of convenience, but in that convenience we have slowly isolated ourselves from the world and we don't have that third place. And the church was meant to be that third place for you. That church was meant to be that third place for you where you can get refreshed and encouraged and energized where God can fill you and put you around a group of people that can walk the path of life with you. But for many of us, we don't have our third place. And at Westover, we have given a large portion of our campus to sports fields. Because we want to be that third place in people's life. You know, many people, sports activities are their third place where they go to enjoy life together. And so if they're gonna be on a sports field, we want it to be our sports field because we want them to be in a place where God's presence resides, where there's people that are gonna love on them and encourage them and pray for them. We want to be that third place for you because we know that's where life can change. That's where you can have a shift in your life. And I think many of us, because of COVID, we've been shut away. We've been hiding. And I'm here to appeal to you today. I'm here to appeal to you today. Get connected. It's time to get connected. It's time to open yourself up. It's time to get rooted and established in the church Open your heart up to what God wants for you. The better that is possible for you this year, you're going to find in community. You're not gonna find it at home. You're not gonna find it alone. There's no amount of prayer and there's no amount of seeking after God sometimes where he's gonna say, yes, that's good, but that is not enough. You need community. You need community. And we want to provide that community to you. Our heart is to serve you. And if at some point, you tried to get connected, you took a first step, you tried to get plugged in, and we didn't connect you, I want to say I'm sorry. We want to do better, and we will do better because you matter, and it matters that you're connected. We care about you. And we've been working with our connections team for the past several months to create pathways and strategic first steps and next steps where you can get plugged in and where you can enlarge your circle We have a full-time pastor on our staff that is our Connections and Growth Pastor, Pastor Angus, where his whole goal, his whole heart is to connect you, to help you get plugged in and for you to enlarge your circle. We want you to get rooted and established. And we believe so much in enlarging your circle that we have life groups. We believe in life groups. Life groups are life-giving. My husband and I have a life group and it is something that is so life-giving to us because we have family and we have community together. And so Pastor Johnny is our life group's pastor and his whole heart is he wants to help you enlarge your circle. He wants to help you make that connection. And so I wanna invite you, reach out. Reach out. We are here. You can message them on email. You can call them. Their information is on the app and on the website. You can stop them in the hallways anytime on the weekend. You are not a bother because you matter to God and you matter to us. And we want to get you connected. So take a next step and step in. You're needed and somebody needs you. You're needed and somebody needs you. A few years ago, there was a family that walked into our church and they were going through a storm. Their marriage was broken, shattered. There was so much pain and hurt that they were walking through, but they knew they needed God. They knew that they needed God. And so they walked into Westover, broken, hurt. And they said, we just, we gotta do something because where we're at is is not gonna do it. We have to take a step. So they took that first step and they got plugged in and they began attending and they began coming every single week. But they knew that just attending church wasn't enough. They knew that if they were truly gonna get on a pathway to being healed, that for God to restore the brokenness in their life, they needed people to come around them. And so they enlarged their circle and they got in a life group. And that life group became life-giving to them. They had people that came around them and lifted them up and encouraged them and prayed with them and said, you're not gonna do this alone. It's okay that you're broken now, but we believe God's gonna provide healing and we're gonna be there for you every step of the way. And week after week, month after month, they just kept taking a step and they would take another growth step and they'd take another growth step. And now we're a couple of years later. And God has done a work in their life. He's restored their marriage. He's restored their family. They are stronger than they've ever been before. And they truly do know that all of that was made possible, yes, through God, but also through community. They've told me their story and they said, we could not have done this alone. We were so desperate we needed God. But in stepping out and reaching out to God, we found family. We found family and because they understand the power of groups and the power of enlarging your circle, they don't just attend a group anymore. They lead a group because they want to be that safe place where people can land in their brokenness and walk them through and help them heal along the way. We all need somebody. We all need connection because there's going to come a point in your life that you're going to walk through a storm. We all have storms in our life where life throws us a curveball and You don't expect it. You don't know when it's coming, but it's going to come. Maybe it's a diagnosis that you're going to receive. Maybe it's going to be when you lose that job or that financial crisis shows up. And here's what's important. We're all gonna walk through a storm. But the important thing is having connection and having community before you walk through that storm. So somebody's there to walk with you. Somebody's there to go with you through it. Because that mountain, you can't move on your own. That rock you're trying to push up hill on your own, we can't do it by ourselves. We need community and together we can do it. Together that breakthrough is gonna happen because it happens in community. It happens in community. And so, as I close, I want to invite you to stand. And I believe that God has been whispering something into your heart. That God has been speaking something specific to each one of you. Maybe in this message, maybe over the past couple of weeks. But I believe that as God, as you started this year, God was saying, better is possible. Better as possible for your marriage, better as possible for your family, better as possible for your business, better as possible for your mental health. Whatever that God has been speaking to your heart, whatever God has placed and challenged you with and said, and you began to dream, this is what I can accomplish this year. This is what I can step into. God wants you to achieve it, but it's only going to come when you're rooted and established in the local church. When you have people that are gonna come around you and be a part of this life with you, who are gonna walk this journey with you. So don't go it alone, get connected. And we wanna invite you, get plugged in and enlarge your circle. Take that step, whatever God is speaking to you, take that first step and take that next step. And if you're at a place where you're saying, I don't know what that step is, we have it for you. This Friday is Jumpstart. We have strategically designed this moment for you as a family that you can come and you can be a part. And we're going to give you that first step that you need and that next step. Whether you need to get plugged in, whether you need to get in a group, whether you need to get in a class, whatever God is speaking to you, we can provide that moment at Jumpstart. And we've removed all the barriers. We will have kids ministry. We will have student ministry. It's a free moment where we want to deposit in you and help you take that growth step and help you lean in and get rooted and established. So come out, be a part of it. We know that God's going to bless you through that. And as we step into this moment, I want to pray that God would speak to your heart, that you would honor God and you would step out and obey whatever he is speaking to you right now. Don't hold back. Don't miss out on the better that's possible for you. Lean into community, lean into God, and I know you're going to see him move and work in your life. God, I thank you for your people. Lord, I thank you for the promise and the dream that you've placed inside of each one of them that better is possible for them this year the better that is possible for their marriage, their family. Lord, that they would discover the fullness of who you are, the fullness of the dream that you have and the purpose that you have for their life. But God, it starts when we take a step and we get rooted and established in you. So I pray right now that you would begin to speak what that step is, where they need to get plugged in where they need to lean into community, where they need to enlarge their circle. Lord, that right now we would honor you and we would step out in faith. Even when that first step is hard, God, that we would just take a step of faith. And I believe the Lord, when we take that step, you're gonna honor us. You're gonna bless us, Lord, that you're gonna overwhelm them with community. And they're gonna be overwhelmed with connections that they've never had before. I pray, Lord, that you would move in each family today. Thank you for their faith in you. God, thank you for what you're gonna do this year. We believe better as possible. In Jesus' name, amen. We invite you to be a part. If you haven't been to Guest Central, we'd love to personally meet you. We want to invite you to step down there. And we want to invite you, whatever God has been speaking to you during Better as Possible, whatever that dream was, whatever that word that God has deposited in your heart, go down to our main lobby, write your dream on the Better as Possible wall, and we want to pray over it and believe that God's going to make that happen. We hope you have a wonderful week. We love you. God bless. We're dismissed.